0: Seriously popular.
2: Welcome to this bonus episode of The Trial of Lucy Letby. As promised, here's the full interview with the court artist, Julia Quensler. Her 30-year career has taken her all over the world to draw some of the most notorious defendants. We were lucky enough to ask her about her career as one of the few professional court artists in the country.
3: I'm Julia Quensler. I'm an artist. Primarily do portraits and courtroom drawings.
2: Julia, thank you so much for talking to us. I'm absolutely fascinated by your job. Tell me, when you were like, you know, 16 and good at art in school, was this what you envisaged?
3: You've hit the nail on the head. I dreamt from a very early age I wanted to be an artist. No one took me seriously. Oh, Julia, nobody makes a living as an artist. I've never been to art school. I'm completely self-taught, and I'm very glad that I am, actually.
2: (laughs) So how do you go from wanting to be an artist to ending up in courtrooms up and down the country?
3: (laughs) Well, I actually went to live in America when I was just 21, And shortly after that, I started doing portraits of Native Americans, and then I was in Arizona, then I moved back and forth, California, etc. But I set up a studio and gallery in Southern California, and I used to see the courtroom drawings and thought it looked fascinating. So I contacted a local TV station, and they said, come on in, let's see what you can do, draw some of us in the newsroom, which I did. And they sent me on a job the next day at court. But of course, in the States, you can sketch in court, so that's how I started. And so, Julia,
4: you were in court on the first day of this trial, like I was. Your images, your drawings, would have been the ones that everyone saw the following day of the defendant Lucy Letby in every yeah. newspaper uh, in the country.
3: Well, I wasn't the only court artist, but yes, although I primarily do drawings for BBC News, I'm still nevertheless freelance and I own the originals and I own the copyright. So I can also put drawings out for newspapers, which is why they do appear in the papers quite regularly.
4: But I believe you said to me that this wasn't the first time you'd actually drawn Lucy Letby.
3: No, I drew her the very first time I saw Lucy Letby was when she was first charged and she appeared on a video link, but it was a dreadful video link in that she was sitting at a table with, I believe it was her solicitor, but they were so tiny, the figures were so tiny, so it was very difficult yeah, to get I think it. I remember
4: that. I think I was there then as well. That was Warrington Magistrates Court, and it was yeah. very difficult to see her. Very it was a tiny screen. screen.
3: Tiny screen, but also, rather than going a little bit closer, you could see the whole sort of room and then these two tiny figures at the table, which so it wasn't ideal.
4: <laughs> and just explain a little bit about what you do, what you're allowed to do, what you're not allowed to do. You sit in the press bench, don't you, along with the journalists? I, I sit
3: in the press bench with a shorthand notebook. It's contempt of court in this country to sketch in court. It's a law that's stood since... 1925, the same Contempt of Court Act which says you cannot take a photograph in court, says you can't sketch in court, and it's stood almost a hundred years now. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, they did allow sketching and photography in court. So, I'll take written notes. So it's a combination of memorizing and written notes, because I, I don't want to keep my head down writing. I like to, you know, look at the person or people that I'm drawing. It's important to not only get, hopefully, a, a good resemblance, but also body language, demeanor, all of that adds to it. So what do you write down? If it's someone I've never seen before, obviously I'm, I'm writing down features, hair clothing etc but also I'm looking for the expression on the face etc etc at one time 13 people entered the dock one long long line of defendants and uh (laughs) And this, they That's, a, came that's in. called
4: a multi-multi-hander, I think. <laughs> <Exactly>. they, <came laughs> in, they
3: filed in at about 10.30 and uh, I had to have the drawing ready in time for the one o'clock news. So that one was a real challenge. And, <laughs>
4: and how long, Julia, might you sit in the courtroom for before you go out to start sketching?
3: Well, just... For example, let's say the trial or the court case is starting hopefully at 10 rather than 10.30. If it's just one defendant, perhaps sitting with a couple of dock officers, sometimes the dock officer might be sort of sitting quite some distance away and not shoulder to shoulder. So in that case, I may not bother with them. So I'll take my notes from that and maybe maximum probably 15 minutes. Then I'll go off and set up. Wherever I'm drawing, and because I, I ideally have the drawing ready by say twelve o'clock, twelve fifteen, so it can be filmed, photographed, and sent to whoever's doing the editing for the one o'clock news.
4: And what do you what do you sketch in? Pencil or pastels, or what do I, you use? I work
3: in pastel pencils. They're not as soft as pastel sticks, so they don't smudge as easily, which is useful. Mm-hmm. And also, if you can imagine, sometimes a, a head or face might only be an inch two inches in size so you need a fairly hard and sharp pencil to get those features in as opposed to working with pastel sticks so and i use a good quality um paper specially produced for pastel
0: selling a little or a lot To find out if it's right for you, it's quite
2: interesting. I, w- I wondered whether technology had changed what you do, whether you would do it in a, some sort of electronic fashion, but you still use pastels.
3: To yes, draw. I'm afraid, very old-fashioned, still doing. <laughs>
2: oh no, it's great, isn't it? I don't know how you would do it electronically, but I'm sure there's probably ways now, aren't there? But
3: well, it, it's taken up one hell of a lot of space. I have probably about five thousand drawings, and they're in stacks of, 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 of three or four foot high. So, wow. <laughs> but as long as they're just sort of laid one on top of the other, you know, they don't smudge, which is fine.
2: And, and have you ever had a situation, Julie, where you've come out of court and you've got your deadline and you just think I need to go back in
3: it's happened I Mm -hmm. won't say frequently it has happened and I've dashed back to you know refresh my memory or remind myself of something but it's quite rare for that to happen I usually won't leave court until I feel I've got everything I need
2: yeah I mean I was going to ask you about some broader court experiences and you mentioned the occasion when you had what how many was it 18 people in the dock
3: (laughs) <laughs> no, uh, that was thirteen.
2: Thirteen people <laughs> in the dock.
3: Yes.
2: How the heck? What? What Where do we even begin?
3: Well, when I was referring to my notes, it, it would be now was it number three or number four who was wearing the blue shirt and mm-hmm. things like that. So that it's it just silly things like that that I, I refer to the notes and then also was it number two or three who had the beard and uh, you know or, or seven or eight who had the moustache, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. So that in that respect, the notes are very useful. But if it's only one person or two in the dock. I'll have the notes there, but it's primarily memory, but the notes are very useful for I might just think now was it this or that and and just check on the notes.
4: And and so obviously Julia Lucy is on trial at the at the moment, so she's uh, the jury it's up to the jury to decide whether she's guilty or not guilty. Yeah. But if you're keeping all these drawings, you must have like an amazing archive of some of Britain's most notorious criminals, have you?
3: I'm afraid I do.
4: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, you should. I, have you have you got plans for some kind of book of these? Surely there's yeah, yeah. an exhibition been, in there. <laughs>
3: yeah, I've been planning to do a book for a long time now, oh, and uh, you know, each every new year I say, now this is the year I do the book.
4: <laughs> so, and do you go all over the country, Julia. I mean, who have you sketched, and where have you oh. been?
3: Oh, well, all over the country and abroad. I did the Lockerbie trial in Holland. Mm -hmm. I did a British court-martial in Germany, Klaus Barbie in France, Carlos the Jackal in Paris. Mm -hmm. And I used to go to Northern Ireland quite a lot. But yes, Scotland, all over the country. It was interesting during lockdown, of course, I didn't go to any court outside of London during that time I wasn't asked to it wasn't that I refused I just wasn't asked to because there was such a limitation on trials and the courts were were operating at a minimum at that time. And I bet the Old
4: Bailey's your office pretty much isn't it?
3: (laughs) Old Bailey primarily was where I was going uh, primarily during Covid yeah.
2: So most memorable court visit and sketch or i'm sure there's not one but you know give, I, give a I, well there are
3: there are quite a lot of course but i think probably the trial that i'll frankly never get over was the james Bolger murder trial that was a dreadful 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 case and um heartbreaking absolutely heartbreaking and you know you, you can't erase something like that from your memory yeah
4: there are definitely some trials that That stay with you, I would say, and obviously sketching children in.
3: Well, uh, they were in the well of the
4: court. I think they were. They They, they weren't in the dock, were 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 they?
3: They were in the dock. I mean, I couldn't identify Mm. them, so I was drawing them primarily from behind, and they were even sitting with. It wasn't a dock officer; it was like a social worker. But I was allowed to draw them, but not to identify them, and so. Two ten-year-olds in the dock, and and it was involving the murder of this beautiful little two-year-old boy. It was just the most heartbreaking court case ever. Yeah. Mm. Any that
2: come to mind that are sort of more lighter in tone, or do you always tend to be sent well, they have for been, the? They have been,
3: I mean, the Ken Dodd trial, and that was in Liverpool. Oh, of they course, were, that would have been. Of, for of years. yes, of course, and and that was an interesting and at times a fun trial, <laughs> if you will. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So every now and again there's a trial that and with with Ken Dodd by the way, he had the wonderful George Carmen was his mm. barrister who was he was always a great to draw but also fabulous to uh, listen to.
4: Of course, yeah. So you draw the barristers often, don't
3: you, as well? As, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah,
4: absolutely. And the judge, and the
3: judges. And the judges, and, and also with the barristers. Uh, this is something probably a lot of people don't realise, the, the style and shape of their wig. They Each of their wigs have... Character to them, some of them are so ancient that they perhaps belong to a very famous barrister sort of a hundred years ago, and, mm-hmm. the, and barristers buy them second hand and and they're falling apart, they <laughs> maybe got one or two curls left on them and they're they're sort of yellow and grey in age, you know but that's all part of it and and that's part of that barrister's it, rather than drawing their hairstyle, you're drawing their wig, which is <laughs> has its own unique character.
4: And do you do the High Court as well? So did you do the recent Johnny Depp and Colleen yes. Rooney
3: trials? Yes, I uh, did, yes. Yes, both of those. All oh, right, OK. Wow. Yeah.
4: So lots of celebrities you've drawn as well then, by by default. <laughs> uh,
3: yes, over the years, I'm afraid, quite a few, yes. <laughs> Gosh. I, I should ask
2: you at the beginning, how, how long have you been doing it, Julia?
3: Probably about 30
2: years. OK. And and you
3: said self-taught.
2: How do you teach well, this? Just, uh, because I,
3: I drew, I my mother was very good at art. She'd never been to art school either. But when we were children, it was always, oh, mom, you know, draw. Can you draw me? You do a draw, you know. So I grew up in a family that liked to draw. And I loved to draw at school. And, uh, you know, I was very enthusiastic about it. But it was just something I'd always done. But uh, as I said earlier, always told, oh, Julia, nobody makes a living as an artist, you know, sort of uh, think of something else, you know. <laughs> yeah. and um, But it was always there, fortunately. And I'm very, very, very glad I didn't go to art school, to be honest, because I I, I think sometimes it possibly stifles them because they're being asked to do things that don't perhaps appeal to them. Mm. And But I think with portraiture, it is a special thing with portraiture. I also, when I was a child, I I loved to draw and paint horses as well. Mm, okay. <laughs> so it was either h- horses or ballerinas as a child, and which developed into portraiture.
2: Not many of those in courtrooms, I imagine. <laughs> um, well, one of the things I wondered as well was that's quite interesting. Is it's obviously a tradition, and obviously the law, in. UK courts in British courts English courts that obviously there is no other visual representation in that building you're the only person allowed to give us a visual representation because we're not allowed to film
3: yes that's true and also i think a huge responsibility to be as accurate as you can be i'm fortunately i say fortunately because I am my own worst critic so I always see where I could have done better but you know when you're working under a you know a time you know perhaps you've got an hour to do a drawing with five or six people in it and stuff like that so but I
0: Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music. For all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership.
3: Um, or, you know, my own, most severe critics.
2: But you do feel that sense of responsibility to capture it accurately, oh, don't you, I ab- suppose?
3: absolutely, and not to prejudge yeah. anything, not mm. to be influenced by the horror of the case. You really, you mustn't do that. You have to just representing uh, who's there, but not what they've done or what they are accused of doing. So you do have to be very careful that you don't prejudice anything with the drawing.
4: Uh, you were obviously there on the first day when this case opened. It's likely that yeah. it, you'll be back probably for when she starts her defence case and then at the end when the verdict comes in. Yes,
3: I'm sure I'll be back when the defence starts. I mean, this is a very long trial, yeah. uh, but they're not usually quite this long. So, you know, there are some trials where I might be there pretty much every day. Let's say it's a trial that lasts four weeks. And um, it's not unheard of to be there almost every day. Mm-hmm. For, for example, say, the um, Rolf Harris trial. Okay. Uh, and, of course, the, as I mentioned earlier, the James Bolger murder trial. I was there for the whole trial lasted about four weeks. And then the following year, back at the same court, for the uh, Dr. Harold Shipman trial. Are you
2: affected by it, Julia?
3: Well, as I said earlier, the the James Bolger trial certainly did affect me. I, I found myself months afterwards. I might open a newspaper, and there's a little a picture of little James Bolger and I'm, a, I've, you know, I'd find myself in floods of tears. So they can, yes, some trials do affect you, especially the ones that involve children being harmed, and and also what drives me nuts sometimes also is when. So many people had the opportunity to prevent it and didn't. Mm. Didn't do what they should have done. And that, that, I must admit, drives me nuts.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you and the rest of the world, I think.
3: Yeah, exactly.
2: Oh, that was fascinating. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.
3: Yes, uh, no problem.
2: Thanks for listening to this bonus episode of The Trial of Lucy Letby. Tune in next week for the latest on The Trial... You can also follow us on Twitter at Lucy Letby Trial or email us at thetrialoflucyletby at gmail.com.